Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insights and the ability to see into dark realms. Well, maybe. Barb and Steve help decipher The Witness Prophecies, a fan podcast dedicated to Sleepy Hollow on Fox. Welcome back, Sleepyheads. This is episode 37 of Witness Prophecies. I'm Steve, and the weirdness has just begun. And I'm Barb, and the Headless Horseman rides again. Today, we're back, and we're going to be previewing the fourth season of Sleepy Hollow and giving you some news and some spoilers. Hey, it's kind of good to be back, isn't it, Steve? We weren't sure at the end of last season whether we were going to be here or not, were we? Absolutely, and it is great to have a fourth season, and I'm looking forward to it, being cautiously optimistic that the new season will uh, intrigue us like the previous ones have. I do want to um, also do a public uh, shout out to Christy of uh, at Sleepy Hollow Addicts. Back in July, we recorded this episode originally, and unfortunately, the um, audio was just it came out unusable, so we're very sorry, uh, Christy, for uh, having to do this without you this time. But we are going to go through quite a bit of news today, a lot of information about the season that kicks off here just within a few days. And so, Steve, why don't we jump right into it, start telling everyone what's going to be happening. All right. Like Barb said, season four begins Friday, January 6, 2017 on Fox at 9, 8 p.m. Central. There are a lot of changes this year, too. We know from the end of last season that we're moving out of our little home of Sleepy Hollow and we're heading toward Washington, D.C., but the show itself is still being filmed in Atlanta. Thankfully. Thankfully, (laughs) yes. And from Digital Spy on August 8th, per Fox executives, the producers came to us very emotionally and said, we think there is a fourth season in the show. Tom Meissen is a big TV star, Crane is a fantastic character, and they pitched us an array of new situations for him to get into into Washington, D.C. We think there's a lot of good news story to tell, and that's why we made the decision. And we have got a lot of old characters, of course, that left us, some of whom died at the end of last season, and we're definitely going to talk about that. But we have a lot of new characters as well. So, Steve, you want to give us a rundown of uh, the characters and who's who and who's where? All right. Our new characters start with Janina Gavankar playing Agent Diana Thomas, Una Yaffe as Molly Thomas, the daughter of Diana, Jeremy Davies is playing Malcolm Dreyfus, our new bad guy, Jerry McKinnon is Jake Wells. Rachel Melvin is Alex Norwood, and Kamar De La Reyes plays Joby, bodyguard to Malcolm. And fortunately, we do have a few people returning. Lindy Greenwood as Jenny Mills. Uh, she is going to be returning. We're certainly very glad to see her. According to sources at the New York Comic Con, Jenny has relocated to D.C. to continue the fight with Ichabod. He's going to introduce her to someone as a soldier, scholar, and all-around badass. Can we say that one here? I think we did. 
And another good surprise for us is that Headless is coming back. Our Headless Horseman will be riding again, and it'll be interesting to see how he shows up. I guess he's going to, maybe he'll follow that car that took Crane down to uh, D.C. And then finally, the biggest surprise of all, and again, this came out during the uh, reel that was played during New York Comic Con, and in it, everyone saw John Noble, and I think they had collective gasps uh, that here... Crane's son, Henry Parrish, or Jeremy Crane, or whatever he's going to call himself, he is going to be back from the dead, apparently. Yeah, and it sure looked like that was the scene that they showed him in appeared to be a courtroom. So we might be getting a season one uh, Henry Parrish. That would be interesting, but he's going to be in more than just one episode, folks. So hang on to your hats. We've got John Noble. All right, and of course, our list of departing casts. Unfortunately, Nicole Bahari will be MIA. I know that there was a big to-do. I think it was TV Line, one of the reviewers of the uh, first episode of the season, had mentioned something about Abby being there, and she took a whole lot of heat about it. And so there's still some... uh, Angry Abby fans out there that uh, are spewing a lot of hate. There are a whole lot of angry and unhappy fans, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more when we discuss the elephant in the room. So, yes. Yeah. Also, uh, not moving into season four will be Zach Appleman as Joe Corbin, Lance Gross as Danny Reynolds, and Jessica Camacho so as Sophie Foster and the one and only Nikki Reed as Betsy Ross. Your personal favorite. Yes. Yes. My two favorites, Jessica and Nikki, are not being back. Oh, oh. <laughs> Steve, you're going to have to find a new favorite, I'm afraid. Yes, yeah. I am. Now, as they open season four, Ichabod will not be wallowing in Abby's untimely demise. And instead, he and Jenny are going to be far more driven in every mission to honor Abby. So that's how we're going to see Crane out of all this. And he's such a practical person. I guess I'm not entirely surprised by that, but I would think that we would see times of mourning. They were so close, and it is such human nature to mourn friends, and they're going to have to put a little bit of that, I think, in there for us to feel that it's real. I mean, yeah, you're going to be driven to honor someone who's passed on, but you've got to mourn as well. So I'm going to be disappointed if there isn't at least a little bit of that. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's very important that having Jenny go to D.C., because I think that's going to be Ichabod's strength is uh, having Jenny close by. And if there was absolutely no continuity other than Crane, and he's he is obviously important, then I think that we would probably lose a lot of other fans who then at that point may not be willing to give this season four reboot a chance. Right. And she's a great character. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Love. (laughs) Wonderful. Just love Lindy Greenwood and how she plays Jenny. Yes. Also from a TV line on July 22nd, True Blood's Janina Gavakar has nabbed the major role of Diana, a Secret Service agent who will work closely with Sleepy Hollow's remaining witness in the upcoming Season 4, TV Line has learned. The new character, on which TV Line exclusively reported earlier this month, is officially a guest-starring gig, but fills the void left by the departure of series regular Nicole Bahari. Diana is described as follows. 
a single mom and former military officer who's currently a special agent for Homeland Security. She's got a tough, take-charge personality, punctuated by a wry sense of humor. She also has a softer, more caring side, which emerges when she's with her young daughter. Initially, she doesn't believe in the supernatural, and that creates conflict with Crane. They also clash because they have different ways of approaching missions. While he's methodical and research-focused, she's active and task-oriented, which is reflective of her military training. She rarely talks about the father of her child, a person she cared for, even though she never saw a life together with him. But she's fiercely devoted to her daughter and will do anything to protect her, an instinct Crane appreciates. After her partner goes down in the line of duty, she and Crane will find common ground in their shared sense of loss, and the two of them will quickly realize they have another important point of connection, though not one anyone would expect at first. Interesting. It'll, we'll have to see what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then in August the 3rd from TV Line, Sleepy Hollow has found Crane's new arch enemy in Lost's Jeremy Davies. The actor who earned an Emmy for his work on FX's Justified is joining the Fox drama rejiggered fourth season as the new big bad. TV Line has learned exclusively. Davies' recurring character, Malcolm Dreyfus, is described as an eccentric and outspoken tech mogul who became a billionaire before the age of 30. Nice. And has since been seeking other worlds to conquer. Ooh, creepy. In many ways, he is a dark mirror to Tom. Meissen's crane, since he represents capitalism and democracy gone awry, a perversion of the American dream that Crane and the Founding Fathers fought so hard to establish. Davies' other TV credits include arcs on Fox's Lucifer and NBC's Hannibal. He'll next be seen in Showtime's Twin Peaks revival. So he should be very, very interesting. Of course, in Lost, so many people know him as sort of the eccentric scientist, right? Right. So... Uh, seeing him as a bad guy, I see that very easily. I think this is very doable. So it's going to be quite interesting to watch this play out. Exactly. Especially if he's kind of a a mirror to Crane, just the opposite. So I think we'll see definitely see a lot of nice conflict between the two. Yeah, I'd agree. Also from TV Line on August 5th, and the Sleepy Hollow makeover continues. Fox's supernatural drama has added three more new faces to its rejiggered force season, including Days of Our Lives turned awkward actress Rachel Melvin, Master Chef Junior Season 2 contestant Ona Yaffe, and up-and-coming Empire guest star Jerry McKinnon. The trio, will, who will reoccur throughout Season 4, join the previous cast of Janina Gavikar, True Blood, Mysteries of Laura, and Jeremy Davies, Lost and Justified. The New Blood arrives as the show shifts its setting from upstate New York to Washington, D.C. Melvin will portray the direct and bracingly candid Alex Norwood, a self-taught engineering prodigy who works alongside the endearingly eager Jake Wells McKinnon in the Supernatural Archives in Washington, D.C. Whereas Jake handles information and news, Alex is all about artifacts and machines. Alex, who was never formally educated, gained her skills through real-world experience, and she has a knack for improvising weapons and gadgets, and as needed. Alex is direct and keeps people at arm's length, but she's loyal to a fault to the people she trusts. Yaffe, meanwhile, will play Molly Thomas, the bright and poised 10-year-old daughter of Diana. Molly is an explorer at heart, an instinct that quickly bonds her with Crane. 
Jerry McKinnon, Empire, will guess as Jake Wells, an eager but slightly obsessive research analysis who works in a forgotten federal archive cataloging reports of supernatural activity. Being relegated to the fringes doesn't bother Jake, who has had a lifelong fascination with unexplained phenomena. But, says the network, his interests have always left him somewhat isolated, which is why meeting Crane changes Jake's life. In Crane, Jake finds proof that everything he's worked to document is true. He also finds a friend. This is where we should get our humor and our ickyisms. Yeah, probably. You know, and there's a lot of good meat in here because, you know, they talked about Una Yaffe, who's going to play Molly Thomas, the 10-year-old daughter of uh, Diana. And the fact that she came uh, out of uh, Master Chef as well, I'm wondering if she's going to be a little chef and bring her talents to the show because we know how much of a foodie the crane is. And they could yes. bond over food very quickly. <laughs> yes. And I think yeah. that would be a lot of fun to see. Maybe she'll cook for him and for everyone <laughs> else. And I agree, you know, this almost sounds like it has kind of a cross between an X-Files and a Bones vibe to it. Yes. Uh, they're going to have, you know, looking for kind of the super, well, I would, they don't really say the supernatural, but they call it what? Unexplained phenomena. Right. And it really sounds like that is exactly what they're sort of playing for toward, especially since Bones is going to go off the air, A, and B, the X-Files uh, reboot that happened, or what was it, season 10, 11, 12, I, have, I don't know, <laughs> that happened last January uh, was such a hit with fans. So it, all, it really does seem like that's kind of what they're going for here. Right. And it will be great to see somebody, at least one of the members of the cast that Crane will be able to identify with in this Jake Wells character because so, he believes. And so at least Crane will have somebody he can confide in at the beginning, at he, least. He can be completely geeky with this person. Yes. And that's, I think, what is going to make it so funny uh, because they're probably going to have some really geeky moments where both Abby and Diana will probably just roll their eyes like, are you kidding me? So <laughs> we should be able to see some of that humor that I think that made season one so much fun as well. Right. And it does set, look like they're setting up that potential, at least, with the characters that they're bringing in. Yes. Okay, from Spoiler TV, Camar de los Reyes has landed a key recurring role on the upcoming fourth season of Fox genre series Sleepy Hollow. He's going to play Job, the burly bodyguard for Malcolm D Dreyfus, Jeremy Davies. Uh, Job, or Joby, I'm not sure how we pronounce it, I guess we're going to find out, is the heavy who takes care of people like Tom Meissen's Ichabod Crane, who stand in the way of Malcolm's big plans. ruh -roh. The character is part of a major story arc in season four. So he sounds like he's kind of the, the adjunct bad guy, that uh, what Malcolm is going to say the bad things, and Job or Joby is going to do the dirty work. Right. Hmm. And I'm kind of hoping to see um, Headless come out of nowhere as Joby's about to... Uh, take Crane down and uh, save him. That would be awesome to see. I don't want Crane to be in that kind of danger right out of the bat, okay? We just lost Appy. Let's, uh, I don't want them messing around with us thinking we're going to lose Crane, too. That would not be too cool. No. All right. From the Parent Herald on August 3rd, according to the media outlet for Ichabod Crane, this will be a key shift away from the type of villains he and Abby Mills battled in previous seasons of the Sleepy Hollow series. This time around... Ichabod Crane will battle a villain from this era in Sleepy Hollow Season 4, 
setting an experimental tone for the new Sleepy Hollow episodes. Okay, so that's clearly uh, Jeremy Davies and his uh, Malcolm Dreyfus character, somebody in the present. Well, that'll be interesting. Um, I, I liked our monsters. Some of our monsters were better than others, but to have somebody who's here and grounded in the future, it almost makes it sound as if, I mean, that's a little bit of what Henry Parrish was doing as well. He was kind of a bad within the, the time zone, as was Headless for that matter. But right. Well, we'll see how that plays out. And speaking of Henry Parrish, from Spoiler TV and the New York Comic Con, a familiar face will be returning to the Fox show, John Noble, who played Henry Parrish slash Jeremy Crane slash the Horsemen of War in the first and second seasons. No details on how Henry Parrish's return is possible. The character was killed off at the end of season two, but Noble was revealed at the end of a still unreleased season four sizzle reel showed to fans attending the show's New York Comic Con panel that brought the convention to a close this afternoon. Of course, that was several months ago. And I've gone out looking for that sizzle reel on um, the internet, and I cannot find it. Not available. No. Very, very disappointing. You would think that some entrepreneurial fan would have pulled out their smartphone and, you got know. Got a clip of it. Got but... a clip. <laughs> or it may be out there Apparently somewhere. Apparently, they were keeping uh, real tight uh, control on the use of cell phones during that panel. Yeah, well, <laughs> good for them. Bad for us. Also from the New York Comic-Con, flashback character to be added. It was announced that Benjamin Banneker will be a character on the show. A freeborn African-American almanac author, surveyor, naturalist, and farmer, Banneker was an important but oft-forgotten figure of the Revolutionary War period who was part of the survey team that helped create Washington, D.C., posed slavery, and corresponded with Thomas Jefferson on the subject. He appears in the show's flashback scenes. Woohoo, I'll get some history. Now, yeah. I know, which is exciting. Now, I have been looking for this character to see who's who's playing this character. I've gone to IMDb. Yep. I have been looking all over the place and I can't find anything yet. So, if they I hope they haven't changed their minds because I think this would be wonderful and by they I mean the the showrunners here for Sleepy Hollow, but I can't find the character. So, if they've got someone, this is probably going to be one of the best kept secrets of the show yes <laughs> and then also from the new york comic con the new set they have they've got new digs they have to they're not going to be in sleepy hollow anymore they're going to work in the secret archives alluded to in the season three finale and catalog everything from the fringe for our files jake tells ichabod most people think we're this weird library well they probably are the new archives, which house the secret history of America, are bigger and grander than those back in Sleepy Hollow, New York. And I would expect them to be bigger. You've got more people that are working on it. They have probably more resources. And we know that, and I can't remember the guy who came and grabbed Crane at the end of the show. Right. The, what, Lance, Lance Gross's boss, Danny Reynolds' boss. Right. So... They and we also know, we also believe we don't know we believe that he was part of the secret society, so it'll be interesting to see what other books and artifacts and things that they've got there. And also, will Crane and Jenny keep the archives in Sleepy Hollow available to them, or will they, you know, haul them all up to um, DC or not? So. Yeah, they might do that as well. It's hard yep. to say. All right, shall we get into general discussion items? Yep, let's do it. 
All right. The elephant in the room, the show moving forward without Nicole Bahari. Okay. And that's huge. There are so many people who feel that Nicole may have been slighted in some way. And I, and I will say that at the time that we recorded the finale for season three, because I know we got a, a comment about this on um, iTunes, on yes. iTunes, yeah, that um, that we weren't giving things enough credit. And to be honest, I had not gone uh, reading that background. I had not found that at that time. And so that was kind of a surprise. And if they really did, and by they, again, I mean the, the showrunners, et cetera, if they did diss her in some way, that would be extraordinarily disappointing. Um, she's an incredible actress. She's got some new projects lined up. And I, and I think that it would be just pretty downright rotten. I'm going to say that the bottom line is that the only people who know what really went on would be her and the people that were involved. Um, there's certainly going to be a lot of information out there. If she really did have to ask to be added to the what Twitter account so that she could post things, that would be pretty deplorable, in my opinion. Right. You don't slight one of your major major stars. Well, you don't really slight anyone. I mean, you just don't treat people that way. But you know, we don't know what's what went on behind the scene. Only the two of them are the, and they're I suppose the closest friends and executives are going to know that. And we could probably speculate all we want. That would be a real shame. And a lot of the fans were clearly very angry about this and are not going to come along for the ride. Yeah, and still very angry. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yeah. You absolutely still see it out there. Still. Yes. You know, <laughs> what, six, seven. It's been, what, seven months now? And you can still see a tremendous amount of anger in in comments to the news articles, on Twitter, etc. So I guess at that point in time, folks have to decide, Am I am I so angry at the folks for what I believe is a slight, which may in fact be exactly that, that I'm no gonna no longer gonna jump on or I'm I'm gonna see what this new season is like. And that's you know, that's a, a decision that each individual person has to make. Right. And I believe, yes, the fans that were Abby fans, I don't see them coming back or even giving the show a chance. But I do know most of the Ichabod Crane fans and Tom Meissen fans are still at least willing to give this season a chance. So we'll just kind of have to see where it goes. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I am interested in, I am a fan of the show and the concept of the show. There have been a number of shows where I've been very disappointed to see major characters killed off. Right. That happens in so many shows these days. Actually, it's used, it used to be that once upon a time, you didn't do that. Because then people just stop watching you, period, if you killed off a major character. And now it almost has become a bit of a trope. You know, if you don't kill off a major character, you're not writing the show properly, which is... Right. Uh, there aren't consequences. No, exactly. And again, while I don't know what happened specifically with Nicole Bahari and the showrunners and the executives at Fox to get in this situation, we are where we are right now. And I'm at least willing to to move forward with the show. Um, I enjoy Tom Meissen. I enjoy uh, Lindy Greenwood. And I want to at least continue to support them and the work that they're doing as well. And I'll watch Nicole Bahari on the work that she does because, I, again, I, I enjoy these actors for the characters that they bring to life. And I'm going to just continue to support them in whatever endeavors that they choose to pursue. As will I. Yep. And from TV Line on May 16th of 2016, regarding the controversial decision to move on with a fourth season without Bahari, Fox CEO Dana Walden said, what we know is that Tom Meissen is a big star. 
and the Ichabod Crane character has been so central to the series and the storytelling, and he feels like an original Big Fox character. We don't feel like it has to be the end of life of the show, she added. And while there was backlash, there was also a tremendous amount of enthusiasm from fans about the show coming back and about Tom having the ability to be the center of the series and discovering new dynamics and new relationships. It's a very original premise, and we felt like it had greater life in it and that there would be no reason to end it. Walden also denied that season four would serve as the show's swan song. We're not announcing that it's the final season, she maintained. We're not sure if it's the final season. Yes, and I guess that will be the question now is that where is, are people going to be able to jump in and understand the storyline? People who are jumping in brand new who perhaps haven't seen this before. So I hope that fans will give it a chance. I'm a big history nut, so I love it anyway. I love the fact that Tom Meissen is British. I'm, I love British, Canadian, and Australian accents. I'm a sucker for that. And I will say, one of the things that you and I learned here over the past couple of months, Steve, is that there's a big following over in, in Britain here for, uh, for Tom Meissen and for this podcast. So you want to give the shout out? Yeah, we want to thank all our people from Great Britain who are listening to our podcast. We thank you so very much. Absolutely. And, and for people who watch from everywhere. So we really appreciate all you guys who are listening to the podcast. And we hope that all of you will stick, stick with this show as we go into season four. Now, there was a brand new promo that was just released right before uh, Christmas on December 23rd, in which Crane meets his new partner, Diana, and states the weirdness has only just begun. Mm. Yep, that was a really um, interesting promo, to say the least. Uh, we did kind of get a little bit of the of a, a sense of a flashback where you see Myson on the road again and in the fog and like the very the opening of uh, season one when he almost gets hit by the truck. Yep. But of course, his hair's much shorter, so you know it's not that scene, but it was a nice little uh, callback, I think. Yeah, it'll be very interesting because they teased without really telling you a whole lot. What? Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I want a little bit more than that. Where's another promo? Have you got another promo out here? All righty. Shall we move on to theories and prophecies? Let's do it. All right. I still want a a Sleepy (laughs) X-Files. It seems like you're going to get that. I'm sure hoping so, at least. And I kind of think that it's going to be the same thing, that this is X-Files meets Sleepy Hollow meets Bones, maybe. Because, again, since this is Bones' last season, I'm wondering if, if they're trying to re kind of revamp Sleepy Hollow in a way to sort of meet all of those different fan favorites by rolling it into this. I honestly don't know. But, yeah. Uh, and we could have crossovers. Oh, absolutely could. And it, it, it really does look like that's where they're kind of heading with this is because, you know, in Bones, they had their little team and now Crane has got his little team with, you know, an engineer and somebody who believes and his partner who doesn't believe. So, and that's where you kind of get the X-Files feel from it. So it kind of sounds like they're doing a mashup of uh, <laughs> X-Files, Sleepy Hollow and Bones and Seeing what comes out of it. Yeah. And now we know that we have the the new big bad, Malcolm Dreyfus. But I'm also right. wondering, in a lot of the material that I had read, I thought that I had seen that there was going to be like one monster from this time period. Not necessarily a big bad, but one monster. Or are we going to have multiple mysteries? And and I 
I suspect that they're still going to have multiple mysteries that they're trying to resolve. And it, and it does sounds like they'll be, they will be more X-Files type mysteries as opposed to monsters. Uh, because we're, we're, they're going to keep it as a, a procedural while they move the story arc forward. And I think that Crane is going to have to figure out though what the secret society is that Washington wanted him to lead and who the current day members are and what they're supposed to do. And I think that'll probably be some of the broader story arc for the season. Right. And I, don't completely buy the fact that we aren't going to have monsters of the week to deal with. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit in our spoiler section. Yeah, I want monsters because Corey Castellano does such a great job bringing those monsters to life. I love his monsters and I want to see more of them. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So Steve, any uh, feedback here during this uh short period of time or long period of time, I should say, that we've had between the end of season three and season four? Oh, absolutely. We want to welcome our new followers on Twitter as well as Facebook. And thanks to all the retweets, favorites, and interactions. Our shout outs go to Lawrence Griffin, who has been right there every week FFing us on Twitter. So thank you very much, Lawrence, for all the follow Fridays. Also, shout outs go to Danny Yogabon. Katina Walker, Gayla Antone, and the one, the only, Philip Isco. Okay, and so here's how you guys can get in touch with us. And you don't even have to wait until the season begins. Our voicemail number is 304-837-2278, or you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, where you can use the speak pipe widget on the side of the page to record audio, or you can typey-typey out your feedback on the form, or you can even attach your audio feedback to that. You can find us on Facebook at the Witness Prophecies page. At Twitter, we are at Witness Prof GSM. Steve is at Salyer Steve, and I am at Tangier14. All right. If you don't want to be spoiled about upcoming episodes, run. Run as if the Headless Horseman has come after you, or as if Henry Parrish has risen from the grave and he's going to get you. All right. Episode one. Crane and Jenny begin their search for the next witness on an all-new season premiere of Sleepy Hollow, Friday, January 6th on Fox. In the season four premiere of Sleepy Hollow, Crane and Jenny begin to navigate life following the unexpected death of Abby Mills. When he finds himself in the nation's capital, Crane must forge unlikely partnerships in his quest to find the next witness, as he discovers there is more evil at play than he realized was possible. Don't miss the all-new action-packed Columbia season four premiere and 50th episode of Sleepy Hollow airing Friday, January 6th on Fox. Now, I like that they named this Columbia because mm-hmm. that can that can allude to a couple different things. Obviously, it can allude to Washington, D.C. Um, it can allude to the founding of our nation. So it'll be real interesting to see how this plays out. A new beginning in a way. Yes. Mm hmm. Okay, so episode two, Evil Lurks in the Most Unlikely Place on an all-new Sleepy Hollow, Friday, January the 13th. The episode will be entitled In Plain Sight. After a big discovery, Crane and Jenny struggle with breaking some difficult news to Diana. Hmm. Meanwhile, the team learns that there may be witchcraft involved in a new case. Now, that's interesting. I don't, other than uh, Katrina, I don't think we've seen witchcraft in quite a while. Oh, no, we oh. had those witches. We had oh, yeah. our favorite witches, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget them? They're, they were so creepy. 
Can Crane find a way to tell Diana what he knows? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's going to be the big, uh, big issue is trying to get his partner to uh, accept what is actually going on. Well, and we don't know if she's really going to be a witness or not be a witness. Uh, there's yeah, been a lot of there's been a lot of debate on about that in articles and on Twitter, and I'm not convinced yet that she's going to be a witness or his the witness. Right. I don't expect it either. No, I don't think so. That's where there's going to be a lot of um, interesting dialogue to uh, see how Crane can uh, tippy toe his way around a non-believer. <laughs> And still get things accomplished. Yeah, that's going to be pretty tough. All right. Episode three, all we know so far is the title, and it's entitled Heads of State. And episode four, its title is The People versus Ichabod Crane. Hmm, that should be interesting. That may be your yeah. courtroom. That may be your courtroom scene. Yes. Oh, wouldn't that be oh yes. Oh, oh yeah, that will be good. Uh-huh. I I yeah. <laughs> The wheels started turning as soon as you mentioned that. And, yep, there we go. That's where we get Henry back. And Henry is probably prosecuting Ichabod. Oh, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I think that's your next little uh, bullet spoiler here, isn't it? Yeah. The cast and crew of Sleepy Hollow confirmed the return of the Horsemen of War in a sizzle reel that aired at the New York Comic Con. In it, Henry is seen dressed in the clothes of a lawyer, complete with a wig and attending the trial of his father in an 18th century court in Britain. He said, hello, father, before the video ended. See the picture of his return below. However, fans will have to wait to see Parrish until returning to Sleepy Hollow in season four. It seems like he won't appear in the first half of the season. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the Headless Horseman is another fan favorite that will make an appearance in the Fox show in 2017. Hmm. That's odd. Yeah. Okay. With, because we, we've, if we only have 13 episodes this shortened season right halfway through would be episode six or episode seven uh I, that'll be that'll be odd i guess we'll see yeah it'll be interesting yeah and i'm not going to put the picture of his return out there because right. i don't want to spoil anyone yet if you want to <laughs> remain spoiler free i won't stick it out there but i am going to stick a picture of the cast out here uh when we uh, post the blog absolutely okay then game and guide reports that the two crane and diana Meet at a moment when Diana has also lost her partner. Both get on with a topsy-turvy relation to track down the final five tribulations. The final five tribulations have been declared to be far more deadly than Moloch. Hmm. Yeah, now that's very interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got a season to come back to here. Sure do, and yeah. I doubt very seriously we're going to get all five final tribulations in this season either. <laughs> I don't think so either. So the bottom line is is that the fans need to rally around and support the show. The fans need to rally around, support the show, provided that they want to. Again, it's everyone's choice, but I'm 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 along for this ride. I'm I'm right there behind uh, Horseman, the Headless Horseman, and I'll be I'll definitely be watching this. I'm excited to see what they're doing with this. I'm excited to see. Uh, reboot, and I hope that they can get this on track and let's get the fans back. Absolutely. Now, I've got one additional spoiler Ooh. that uh, I have uh, recently learned. Do tell. In this season, we are going to have a little girl that draws monsters that come to life. Ooh. <laughs> 
So that could be one heck of an episode. Gee whiz. Okay, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. (laughs) A sweet, innocent little child drawing icky monsters. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it will be real interesting to see if that if it really is a, an innocent little child or not. <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, that definitely uh, got me to believing that yes, the the monsters of the week are not. You know, they may not be every week, but they aren't going away. And out of an imagination of a child, they could be some doozies. Well, good. I want to keep our monsters. So that makes me very yeah, happy. Me too. Please review and rate us on iTunes with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us. To subscribe in iTunes to any GSM podcast, go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. Tell your friends and hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out our Amazon links. This is Steve, and I cannot wait for John Noble's return. And this is Barb signing out and looking forward to beginning the next adventure with Sleepy Hollow. See you for the season four premiere week, sleepyheads.